0: Yes, yes. It is your boy, T Till. Conversation of the Heart, Season 2, Episode 21, with Barry Grant Jr. Let's go. So, DJ Teddy Grams, what's going on, brother? Devon, my guy. My right, guy We gotta catch up the bar. That's all I'm gonna tell you Yes sir, yes sir So today we are gonna be talking to My guy Um Barry Grant Jr Um He's an amazing uh, podcaster He has an amazing sports podcast Um Called the All Even Podcast I'm, I'm gonna let him tell you a little bit more about it Um but he's, you know, he's a lot more than just a, a podcaster. Um, he's a an incredible father. And we're going to talk about his journey through fatherhood, um, the trials and tribulations and, and the joys of fatherhood as well. And then we're going to get into his podcast and what he does um, and, and just how, how he, he deals with everything that he's going through um, and mental health and things like that. So it should be a, definitely a good show. Um, just gonna wait for him to, to get on here. to Start this conversation. Uh, it's been an incredible um, <coughs> three three week journey. Um, personally, dealing with uh, my own health and stuff like that. I, you know, I had COVID. Um, I contracted COVID. You know, so I was out of commission for a couple weeks. Um, was supposed to do this show last week, but I, you know, definitely couldn't do it. Um, but we back. <coughs> we back with a with a clean bill of health. At this point, thank God You know what I'm saying And, uh, yeah We gonna get into it Crystal, what's going on? Melina, what's up? So it's gonna be pretty good You know what I'm saying I'm just waiting for oh my God, Barry To jump on with us You know what I'm saying Um, yeah, man It's, yeah <laughs> Yeah, salute, Teddy, girl Yeah, 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 nah, nah, for sure Like, yeah, me too, appreciate you You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely no joke. Definitely no joke. You know what I'm saying? But we here, um, and my guy, Barry Grant is here right now, and we about to have a good time.
1: Yo. Yo. What's going on, my man? My brother. What's going on with you, sir? It's another busy day in the in the house, man. You know how that go.
2: Yes sir, yes sir, I do. Um uh, first, first and foremost, just want to say thank you for doing this. I uh, appreciate you. Um you know what I'm saying, you have an amazing podcast. Um the All Even podcast. <laughs> um and for and for my people who don't know, you know what I'm saying, please introduce yourself. Um and what you do, um and where we could find your podcast and everything else.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. Uh, you can find me at All Even Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. I'm actually on Facebook as well, Barry Grant Jr. Uh, my podcast is available on all streaming platforms. You can catch you Get on YouTube, All Even Podcast, uh, every Tuesday and Saturday. Um, got a couple other stuff going on as well. Got an interview show that I do um, most thursdays um also the the new show that i got with my boy buzz shouts to buzz it's called throwing chairs that's on youtube uh you know comedy stuff so you know there's a couple of couple of things going on man couple of things going. yo on. You,
2: man you got a lot of things going
1: on for real for
2: real <laughs> um so and we're gonna get into the all even podcast course, in course. just a moment um, but like I said, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I know I would have the pleasure of being on your podcast um, about maybe three to four weeks ago or something like that. It's crazy. Time is flying. Um, I had an incredible time. We had an incredible time. Yeah, it was fun. It was man. An incredible, was fun. Cra- incredible episode, man. Um, go check that out. Yeah. Um, so you know, I know you're you know big big sports guy, and we're gonna get into that. Um, but I want to know about Barry Grant Jr. the man. You know what I'm saying? I know. You know you're a content creator, you know, and uh, you have you basically all these amazing things. You know the sports, the podcasts, the shows. Um, but but Barry Grant Jr. the man, um, the father. You know what I'm saying? Um, as men, you know that we all go through different things in life. Um, and we're always told to kind of just you know suppress your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Man up to all those type of things. You know what I'm saying? So, Doran i know you for a long time, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say how long, because then, you know, we're dating ourselves. You no, know, it's going to date <laughs> we, we, we ain't
1: trying to date ourselves right
2: now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. We, we're not going to do that today. But I've um, known you for a long time, so I know there's been a, a journey from, you know, teenagers, from, from elementary to teenagers to adults, and, and now being um, an older man, you know. Um, so, so what has that journey been like for you, Manhood?
1: Uh... It's definitely been a journey, I can tell you that much. I mean, uh, you know, I was I was born in Brooklyn. Um you got Rich over here clowning.
2: What up, Rich? Yo, Rich, what up, man? What up,
1: boy? <laughs> you you know you know he's gonna be here to get me, man. But um yeah, you know, born in Brooklyn, uh moved to Queens when I was like five years old, uh moved to, to that. Huh? Blessings for that. Yeah, you blessings know what I'm saying? That, exactly. Queens had, had, get the money. Had, yeah. to, had, to, had to get out of there and get the queens. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, grew up in a in a single parent household, man. You know what I mean? My, like my mm-hmm. father left early. Uh, my mom had to hold things down. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she was a nurse for over 30 years and, you know, put mm-hmm. me through Catholic school and tried to keep me out of trouble and all of that stuff. So. You know, she definitely did what she had to do, you know what I'm saying? Um mm. you know, obviously we went to school together. And then after, you know, after high school, you know, things kinda things kind of turned on his head a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. I really didn't want to go to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was more like, okay, I can't do the SAT thing. I don't want to do that anymore. I took the SAT once. Didn't get a good score. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing it again. Like you're not going to get me through it again. So ended up going to Queensboro. Went to Queensboro And first day I walked in there, I was just like, yeah, this is like the 13th grade. I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want right. to do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in, I'm in a class with older people and, you know, they're not getting the curriculum, like how I would get it. I'm just like, why am I here? You know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, I know why I'm there, because nah, no, no disrespect to Queensborough. They got a lot of good programs, but I didn't put in the work in school that I should have. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I, I didn't. Like, I slacked around. I hung out with my friends. I talked to girls. I played basketball, played sports, did whatever I had to do other than other than school. So, uh-huh. you know, I made a decision to drop out, and I left the country. I left the country for six months. Mm. I went to Jamaica for six months. Wow. And I wasn't going to come back. wasn't going to come back. And my mom shouted to her, you know, she was like, listen, I know you like to draw. I know you want to do something artistic in your artistic field, so how about you come back if I can get you into this school? Mm. I'm like, all right. Sounds all right, but I, st- I-, I want to go to school out here. Mm-hmm. i realizing that, you know, yeah, that that, that might have been a good look, but, you know, she basically tell me, listen, man, like, I, I'm not trying to have you out there. Like, I, I need you here. So I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So went to the Art Institute of New York in the city. And I was doing well, man. I was doing great. It was fun. I uh, Learned a lot of stuff. Learned about graphic design. Learned about, you know, video production, audio, like, everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... And I was really like, I had my graphic design major, and I was, I think I was kind of shifting towards the video stuff. Like, I was, I was starting to get really interested in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, my mom gets cancer. Boom. I had to drop out. I had to drop out and, you know, become an adult. Like, literally at Mm -hmm. 19, I had to work and, you know, help my mom and support her and, Try to help out with the bills and, you know, take her to her, to her, her chemo appointments every day, Mm -hmm. grocery Mm -hmm. shopping, uh, clean the house, everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to grow up and, you know, six months after my mom was diagnosed, my cousin that used to live with me, she died. So you can imagine cancer with your mom and then Mm -hmm. your, and then your surrogate mother, she's gone. Wow. So it's like, you know, I'm looking around like, okay, so I'm really by myself now. Mm. Like, the one person I could be able to rely on to help me with what's going on with moms, she's gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going at 36 Mm -hmm. at that, giving birth. Wow. Wow. You feel me? So um, after that was really tough, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, bills kind of piled up. Life happened and, you know, we ended up having to move and a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, I always wanted to go to the school, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, but I never had the, 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 the finances or the resources at first. So I was like, All right, cool. I want to go there. I want to go there, but I just ain't got it right now. So uh-huh. fast forward eight years and I'm still hell bent on going to the school, <laughs> You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like people tell me, oh, now nah, you got to go to five towns. You go here, you go there. There's ah, all the schools to go. So I'm like, nah, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. It was just something telling me I got to go there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I bought I bought this house in 2016 after working hard and, um, you know, pulling me and mom's Duke's money together and ended up moving to Oceanside. And,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, it was cool. Um, but then she got sick again, Got mm-hmm. sick again, so here, here I am again, I gotta, I gotta take care of home, right? Got to take care right. home. So in that process, mommy's sick, she's recovering. I have my son, right? So my son was born May 31st of 2017. Mm-hmm. His name is Roman Alexander Grant. I had to make sure I gave him a, a nice proper name. So I'm parents Grant. He's Roman Grant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. somebody, I, so I, I always said that when somebody looks at my son's name on a the paper, they're not going to know who he is. You know what I'm saying? That's, they can't uh-huh. put him in a box just by seeing that name. You feel right. me? I feel so, um, So, yeah, I mean, fatherhood was... I mean, fatherhood is. I'm not going to say was. Fatherhood is great. Yeah. You know what I'm like the moment yeah. you hold your kid, it was just like nothing else matters. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, raising him and as he's going through his, um, you know, his progression and his months and all that stuff, you know, it's all—it's very important that kids meet their their milestones for the month. You know, mm-hmm. you got to work on their milestones. If they don't meet the milestones right at where they expect it, it's no big deal, but you still wanna, still wanna make sure they try to get there, right? So, you know, my son was meeting his milestones, um, because mm-hmm. I I read a whole bunch of books on parenting, bro, on
0: everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I felt I was ready. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I literally <laughs> yep. probably I probably read about about twenty books by the time you know, my yeah. mom was 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 um was pregnant to the time that she gave birth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. and um but after probably like month four month five started to see that his his milestones were slowing down he wasn't meeting mm. them anymore mm. and didn't get concerned i mm-hmm. was right, i gotta watch this because you know if it gets any worse Maybe I gotta maybe I gotta get some intervention. I don't I don't know, but I'm gonna see what I can be able to do. So obviously I'm I'm over here reading stuff and you know uh, reading blogs and you know testimonials and a whole bunch of articles, doctors, all that. Mm-hmm. So around month six, um, I said to my baby and shouts to Jasmine, great mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I said to her, prepare yourself. She was like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Prepare yourself." I said, "Because your son may not be considered normal by normal standards." Right, right. right. So she was like, "Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. You know, uh, you know, it's fine. Nothing." I, I said, "I said, I'm, I'm telling you that he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. I'm just telling right. you to prepare yourself." I mm-hmm. knew Terrence. I knew mm-hmm. from that. I, I knew from the time that that kid was five and a half months old. Dips- wow. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it him my so son. That's yeah. my son. Like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. kind of going backwards. Like you know, when he was born, and we're leaving the hospital now. I'm over here thinking that they're gonna give you, they're gonna give you like a, an instruction manual that's like this thick, and you go through it or whatever. <laughs> they give you a piece of paper. All right, here you go. Bye-bye. God bless. <laughs> so that, that, That's it? That's all you're giving me is a piece of paper? <laughs> so, like, you know, all the fears, like, how am I going to know what he does and how what goes on? Bro, all of that stuff is just, you just know. You know what I'm saying? It just mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. So, five and a half months, I know that something's up. Wow. So, you know, going through the process, it's too early to actually diagnose him. You still uh-huh. you gotta let him progress, right? Eleven months, he's eleven months now, it's April uh-huh. of 2018. And I'm playing basketball in the city. Uh-huh. And yeah, I still you play still, Red ball. Tom Tom five, play? six leagues a year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he like, was, was like that in like 20. Was, what was that 2017? twenty seventeen? Uh, twenty that was twenty
2: eighteen, early twenty eighteen. Yeah. Ah. Ooh, yeah. Man, my knees just felt something just now I ain't even gonna <laughs> lie to you I haven't, yeah. I haven't, I haven't touched a basketball in Probably
1: like 10 years, man I Listen, even... I'm, I'm, I'm right <laughs> with you After I tell you this story okay? <laughs> so, um, first game of the season You know, I think we was probably Up like 10 points Just waiting for a dead ball To sub everybody else in Get the starters out, whatever I get a steal So, get the steal, the guy's on my hip So I'm like, alright, I'm gonna give him a little nudge Go for the layup, take the layup, and it's gonna be the end of the end of my day, right? So I ended up giving him the nudge, powered up for the for the layup, and my leg gives out. So just imagine oh, you're powering up to, mm-hmm. so my power and energy is going down. The leg mm-hmm. gives out, so my my leg pops out. So I'm looking at my leg, and I'm like, okay, that's out. So I can't, if I land on my left leg, I'm going to tear this one too. So I made the conscious effort to say, I'm going to just come back down on this leg. So came back down on the leg, ripped everything. I ripped my ACL. I ripped my MCL. I tore my meniscus. I ripped my PCL. I strained my LCL. I literally completely destroyed my knee. So I'll, as I'm Whoa. sitting there, I'm sitting there on the floor screaming. The gym is quiet. <laughs> gym is quiet. Yep. Uh, people are coming because I literally collapsed right by the entrance. So people are coming to the gym like, oh, <laughs> like really? Yeah. You know
2: what I'm saying?
1: So they wheel me out. Um, I get to the hospital. They tell me that my knee is completely shattered. The doctor literally, like, wow. he was funny. He said that I've been doing this for 30 years. He said, you're top three. Worst cases I've ever seen," he said. "The impact of my knee," he said, it "probably similar, similar to like when a linebacker runs into somebody's leg at full speed." He said, "That's the type of damage that you did to your leg." So, obviously, surgery is needed. Um, yeah, you know, I get surgery. Surgery. yeah, I get surgery like what two two months later, and. After surgery, the doctor tells me he was like, Look, bro, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. It ain't good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He said, It ain't good. So when I got in there and seen exactly what was it, what was up, because like you know, you can be able to look at an MRI, you can look right. at all these things, but once you open up the knee, it's like it's right. like opening up an engine, you'll pop the hood, you can see the damage, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was like it was really bad in there. You know what I'm saying? Scar tissue, the damage, the all the tears to the ligaments, he was just like, he did the best he could. So he was like, you may be lucky if you just walk around with a limp your whole life. Wow. He said, you'll never get, he said, I I, I can't promise you that you'll get back full motion. As, as a doctor, I can't do that. He said, but, you know, you'll have some type of quality of life. You'll be all right. So, basically, he told him like, all right so i went home depressed Uh, i was laid up in bed just miserable you know what i'm saying and that's when my world kind of changed bro because honestly i was i was defined by basketball and sports my entire life i looked at myself as a basketball player oh i didn't make it far and make it to the league or whatever that i always associated myself as being an athlete knowing sports being knowledgeable playing sports You know, uh, looking out for the homies, building teams, doing rec ball, you know, trying to throw this fundraiser and do this and all of these Mm -hmm. things. So it's like I can't play ball anymore. It's like, who am I? Who am I? Mm -hmm. I didn't know who the hell I was, bro. I was miserable, making everybody else life miserable. And the fact that I was hurt, my son couldn't – because I I used to take care of him, meaning like, you know, we had a schedule where – I would watch him and then she'd go to work and then, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't, couldn't do that no more. So he had to stay somewhere else. Wow. So he was outside of this, this house and outside of my care for like, I don't even want to tell you how long, but that messed me up too. Mm. So it was so bad, bro, that I needed to get therapy. I had to seek therapy because all the tools that I was using, that I would use, back in my life when things got bad like you know when my mom got cancer or when my cousin died when i was 15 you know he had a he had a bike accident i, I can always rely on the tools that i had but i can also mm-hmm. rely on just playing basketball and clearing my head going mm-hmm. out there and shooting 500 jump shots and just clearing your head my mom gets sick i can be able to go to the park and go shoot a thousand jump shots and Come back and get that that aggression out. Yeah. and cool out. Now I can't get it out. Can't get mm. that aggression out. I can't. You know the depression is starting to set in. So I was like, "Yo, it's either it's either I lose my mind or I gotta go get some help." Mm. So, and I was always somebody who was just like, "Nah, I don't need that." I don't need that. Yeah. Why would you need that? You 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 tougher than that, man. Hey, people who get therapy, they weak minded. I I ain't with that. Uh-huh. Case. Point, so here I go, right? And you know, it was a struggle to kind of like rebuild who I was. Like, you know, the first right. thing that, the first thing that the therapist told me is that, you know, you, you've defined yourself as this person your entire life, but that's not who you are. So, you got to find out Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that statement hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I never really thought about it. Like, who am I? Like, outside of sports, what am I? So, as the months went on, I realized that I'm a dad, I'm a son. You know, um, I love to read. I love to, you know, do other things than... Play basketball, right? You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and it's just a constant battle, just trying to kind of like recreate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You literally yeah. tear yourself down to build yourself back up, and mm-hmm. so after I got, you know, rehab, went to rehab, um, for my knee, and I was there, I was there for six days a week. Four uh-huh. hours a day. I wasn't playing uh-huh. around, bro. Uh-huh. No, doctor was was gonna, time, right? no doctor was going to tell me that, uh-huh. you know, I'm not going to be able to run and play with my son or be able to just, like, have the quality of life that I wanted to have. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Just like yeah. basketball. He used to tell me I was too small to play. I was too this to play. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. You know what I mean? Right. So I took it as a challenge and bro, I I I shocked my doctor. I remember the day I can't remember what checkup it was. It had to be my, even my my uh six month checkup or something like that. I went there, my mom's, you know, and I'm sitting there waiting for the doctor to come in the room. So I'm literally uh-huh. sitting on the on the chair. So he comes into the room and he's looking at me and he has this look on his face like I can already tell that you're bending way past. I thought you would. Mm -hmm. So bro, I've never had a doctor hug me. (laughs) Me literally (laughs) hug me, bro. He was just like, he's like, I don't know what to say. He's like, he's like, you know, the, the, the surgery is a tool. He said, but you willed yourself to get better, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, I wouldn't have been able to do that had it not been for therapy, mhm, you know what I'm saying, yep, so you know fast forward now, and I'm
2: pause um but I just want to say and I want to commend you uh for for one going to therapy um because a lot of men you know they would have went the other way, you know what yeah. I'm saying because you know there's a stigma around it you know, especially in our community. Huge stigma, you, know I mean? yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and we're men. So there's the stigma, and then the the ego is big. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, and like you, you know, I've had to go, too, you know, for, for just different things, you know. And honestly, it helped you. It catapulted you, you right. know what I'm saying? You know, of course, with, with your own will, too. But it kind of made things clearer for you,
1: right? Max, it gave me a lot of perspective, bro. A lot of perspective, right. and not only perspective, but it gave me new tools, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying right. tools that I didn't have to, right. Cope, right. to be able to deal with certain situations. Like I used to always have that old rusty toolbox that mm-hmm. it just didn't work anymore. You know, I mean? I'm going right. through the toolbox, and I'm like, oh, why is this not working? I used to use this all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the most frustrating thing in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting the new tools, man, it was just like a new lease on life for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still a work mm-hmm. in progress, but, you know, it, it got me, there, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely
2: of course. There, so. Of course, because a, a lot of us use, um and I was guilty of it at one point in my life, where you use different things. Like once you're going through a really destructive problem and you're depressed and you're going through things and you don't know how to handle it and the right. things that you used to do is not working, now there's some people turn into, you know, just heavy alcohol use. Now you're not drinking socially. Now you're drinking every every single day, Max. right? Right? Uh, you know, or you go to, to drugs or, or whatever the case is, right? And we use different substances to mask our feelings, Max. right? To, to put band aids on us. And as men, you know, a lot of times we end up, you know, a lot for. If you look at the of the numbers, especially with men in mental health, we commit suicide at at a very very high rate. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because we're because we're too macho you know what i'm saying like we think we can handle everything or i don't want people right i don't want people to know right but when you think about what you went through you know what i'm saying like and when and 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 these things i didn't suppose some of these things I, i i didn't even know but when you look at the stuff that your mom was going through that that you had to handle right and then just things with your son i'm sure i'm sure it's not easy no matter how much you love your child when like you know and we'll get to that, but just dealing with certain things like with your right. son, then you, you know, and then your mom getting sick more than once, right. right? And then you having to kind of give up on your dreams that at that time, at the things that you wanted to really do in your life, it's like your life kept being put on hold, yeah, for, yeah. for others, yeah. which is okay because as a man, this is what we do, it's what we do, this right. is what we do, we provide, we sacrifice, right? You know what I'm saying, and. Right. We do what's needed to be done to be a support to others. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like but when you strip all that away, it's like you look at yourself, it's like you said it, um earlier, and you look at yourself in the mirror and you kinda of peel that mask off, who who are you? Right. Right? And then that's a really ugly question and that's a brutal reality. Like when you peel all that stuff away of you helping and you and, and, and you, and you being and that's the craziest thing is that you just don't have an answer, right? right? And and I think, so just salute to, to you for actually actively going, um, getting help, getting the help you need to shifting your life to where, you know, you're, where you're going now, which is very right. su- successful. You know what I'm saying? Um, But continue. I, I, yeah, so I just want to just say that, bro.
1: No, I appreciate you, bro. So, yeah, man, like, so, you know, having that perspective and now having to take on the challenge of facing my son's situation head on. Right. My son, my son is home now. You know, I, that's, that's probably the main reason why I worked so hard to get back because I wanted him back home. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So he gets back home and, you know, how he left was way worse than how he came back. Mm. Or, matter of fact, he came back way worse than how he left. That's what I should say. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just, like, it was really tough, man. Like, just didn't understand. Like, he didn't even know me. Like, you know what I mean? It took him a while to kind of, like, warm up back to his father. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, you know, got him diagnosed, got him him tested in all these particular evaluations. They came back. He was, you know, he had ASD. And, you know, I said, all right. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember the meeting like it was yesterday. Like, you know, the the person came in and they were like, okay, well, you know, this is the situation. And, you know, these are the necessary steps that you have to take. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I was like, okay. And the evaluator, she was like, you don't have any other questions? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I already read up on it. I already know mm-hmm. what this is. So I'm just I'm just ready to get started. So she was like, you know, that's not the reaction that I normally get from people. I normally get denial, I normally get a anger, I normally get um you know real kickback about what's going on. I said, honestly, that's not gonna help my son. I said mm. I knew from when he was five and a half months something was up. So wow. I made peace with it then. Mm. This is not a shock to me. That's what a lot of parents that, that that have autistic children, they need to do that. So whoever's in here that's dealing with that or got family members that are dealing with that, you got to let them know that they have to, what they have to do is bury the thought of what mm. they thought their child would be. You know, wow. I always had dreams of playing catch with my son and running outside and doing a whole bunch of other stuff and introducing him to basketball and watching games with him. That wasn't the situation that I was in. So why, why continue to lament on that? Why continue to hold on to those things that are not possible right now? What's the Mm. point? You got to kill, you got to, you have to kill that mindset. You have to kill that. You literally have to destroy that kid in your mind. Wow. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to enjoy your kid that's in the present right now in front of you. And uh-huh. that's what a lot of parents don't do because they're in such denial. They don't want to tell their family members that th- that their kid is autistic or whatever it is. They're on the spectrum. They don't want to fess up to it. They just want to go about life and hide the child or just kind of hide them in their mind. And, oh, everything's fine. It's not fine. And you're wasting time because you can be able to be helping this child get better or even have a a decent quality of life. You're Mm. holding your child back. It's not the other way around. Wow. Wow. So once you let go of that, it's fine. Am I going to sit here and tell you that it's easy? No, it's not. But I can tell you that it's a lot easier because that's the mindset that I have. You know what I'm saying? My son is... My son is a is a is a bundle of joy, man. He's four years old, just started school. He's doing great in school, you know. He's not talking, but he can do everything else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When he wants something, he has a picture system where he can be able to take a picture off and give it to you. Mm -hmm. If he wants something, he'll go into the kitchen and grab it himself. Or if he can't reach it, he'll pull you into the kitchen. He'll he'll gesture towards it. So. You know, there's so many things that you learn from your kid, no matter if they're autistic or no matter if they're normal. I always put that in quotation marks. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's been a great journey, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just um, like, parenthood, like, being a dad, being a dad is the the most rewarding thing in my life. Like, besides, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoying what I'm doing with the podcast and meeting great people and, you know... Hooking up with my, you know, with you, my other homies, and all that stuff. Like, all of those things are great, but being a dad, nothing beats that, bro. Nothing beats wow. like waking up, you know, hearing him in his crib. I get him. He sits at the table waiting for his breakfast. I make his breakfast, and then we kick it for a little bit. And he's like, "I, I need, I need my tablet." So he's giving me his his tablet picture, or you know, he's gesturing to go in the car, or you know, he's getting ready to go to school because he knows the routine to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like, all of those things are just rewarding, man. So it's like, I don't I don't miss the normal stuff that parents do with their sons or fathers do with their sons. Because as much as I used to think about it before, and then mm-hmm. I had to learn to let it go, if he wasn't this way, it wouldn't be my son. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. if he was, you know, running around and, and, and talking and doing all of this, I mean he's a he'd be my son, yes, but not right. what not what I'm used to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's, like it's it's hard to explain, right. but it's, it's just it's the beautiful parts. It's right. the beautiful parts of, of who he is right. now he, he wouldn't have before. He wouldn't right. have. Like right. I, I used to tell I used to tell my baby mom Jasmine, I used to always tell her like enjoy this no matter how hard it is no matter how sad things can get no matter how much it hurts because uh-huh. it's hard you know what i'm saying there was times where he would just cry for hours you know what i'm saying and you would uh-huh. just wouldn't know what the hell was going on and uh-huh. you know through all of it i just enjoyed uh-huh. every single part of it because no matter if he's on a spectrum, autistic, you know, whatever it is, they grow fast, man. And you got to, you got to enjoy those times. Like I look at him now, you know, he's like, he's almost four feet tall and he's four years old. I don't know where the height comes from. Don't ask me because I'm like five, seven, five, eight, five, nine, that's so the way in there. Yeah, yeah, like he's yeah. going to surpass me. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it's just beautiful to see him grow, man. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a proud dad. I'm a proud, I'll always be a proud dad. And, you know, I'll always do what I have to do for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I remember I used to hear, like, certain people, not really my family members, but, like, you know, other people, they'd be like, oh, goodness, like, you know, outside of them. They used to always look at him, like, you know, because he'll, when he's excited, he'll scream or he'll do something, and they're looking uh-huh. at him like, and I remember there'd be times where, Somebody would say, "Oh, you know, can you keep it? Can you let him keep it down?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm not gonna let him keep it down." That's "That's who he is." Right. I'm not. Right. I'm, I will never let him feel like there's something wrong with him. Mm. You know what I'm saying so. Protect him. Yeah, yeah. bro. It's just, it's yeah. just you know, people gotta, people gotta be a little bit more understanding when it comes to kids like that. You know what I'm saying? And and, you need and, people, and people don't take well. First, people don't really take the time to to see. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: they look because everybody kind of like what you said before is, is they think that everybody's kid is the same, right? right? Or like the normal, right? And so they so they look at everybody like they have bad kids, right? Yeah. You know, like you see a screaming kid on a plane, I, and of course they're bad kids. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll be clear. Yeah, right. We <laughs> got some badasses out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So people think that every kid is that you know that acts out, you know, is Right you know oh like they're all normal and they're just bad kids and it's like nah man like like there are just you know a lot of kids that are on the spectrum or, or, or yeah. are, are just, yeah. that do have issues and sometimes you can't just you know what I mean first of all you, you can't just run off at the mouth and beat people's kids because first of all you don't know who you really gonna run into that's right. a fact right. right but sometimes like you gotta be have a little bit more c- compassion right you know what I'm saying because I you really patient. don't know you know what I'm saying because you really don't know what's going on in that child's life. Right, right, and you don't know what if something could be wrong, right. right? You know what I'm saying? It's just like when that whole Chadwick Boseman thing happened, you know, rest right. in peace, and and that picture came out, and he looked very yeah. sickly,
1: yeah.
2: And people were 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 making fun of him, right? And you know, you know, and saying things, right? Because he didn't look normal, but they didn't even know, but they had no idea, right? Of the battles that he was facing while he was giving us all of those great movies that we love. Right, nobody knew what he was going through, yeah, the right. battles that he was facing. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying sure. everybody just all like oh, like, oh, he looks sickly. Oh, like he doesn't look normal. Like, and they make fun and they judge. And sometimes, like you know, like with the kids, you know, it's it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's just you don't know what these kids are battling. You know, what yeah, I'm saying man. there are a lot of kids that are on the spectrum. There are, there are a lot of autistic kids. It's not a farming thing, right? But to everybody, to a lot of people, it's
1: just like, oh, I, well, everybody's normal, right? Quote unquote. And, right? know,
2: and the, then,
1: the yeah. crazy thing about that, not to cut you off, but like you know, people, there's a stigma about autism. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we were growing up, we, used to, we never heard that word autism. It was just like, all right, something's wrong with that kid. Put him in the put him in the other yeah. class. Or, you know, you would mm-hmm. hear that R word. I don't yep. use that word anymore. Nah. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? You, you would hear that word thrown around a lot. 'Cause a lot of people think that they hear spectrum, they hear autism, they automatically have that R word in their head because right. they just don't know. And it's not the fact that they mean to be hurtful, it's just that there's not a lot of information there that they've received in their life about that situation. They don't have anybody in their life. They don't have anybody in their family that's going through that. So they're just on the outside, you know, they're on the outside looking in, like, okay, I don't under I don't really understand this. And or they do right? or they do
2: or they do and they don't care or Correct. they just go oh well that's them
1: right Correct. you know what Correct. I'm saying you or they the say reason. oh yeah I have yeah. somebody
2: in my family that that's a R right, right? I've heard that too from people that, oh yeah I have somebody in, in my family that's a R and right. that's their you know and, and it's just like
1: wow right. you know what I'm saying so a lot of
2: people have that way of thinking too. Yeah, yeah, it, no, affect definitely. it definitely, doesn't
1: affect them you definitely got the ignorant people out there but you know what I'm saying for the most part I like mm-hmm. to believe that people are on the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I always try to give people the, the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you should some people, but yeah. But, um, but the other part of it too is that people don't realize that the, the spectrum is so wide, Terrence, that uh. you yourself could be on the spectrum and you have no idea that you are. Uh. Right? You've had uh learning difficulties growing up. You had this particular thing. You were kind of slow to get this or do that physically. and mm-hmm. Some things just wasn't clicking, and then after a while, it clicks. You can be on the very end of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you have a child, and the child ends up being on the spectrum, people are like, how can this happen? Well, guess what? you were somewhere on that spectrum so the likelihood mm. of your child being on the spectrum is pretty high mm. no matter it doesn't matter where they fall you were on it so it's possible that they might be on it wow. so a lot of people have to understand that as well is that there's a lot of things within yourself that you don't understand until you get tested like how many how many adults you know get tested for autism for certain things they're not doing it. Nah. We would never think about doing that, even if, like you had a kid. Like, right, let me go get tested to see if I'm actually on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. If I am, maybe there's a possibility that my kid may be on it. So I gotta kind of prepare myself. That was never mm-hmm. in my head. It was nah, never in my, was never in my baby mom Jasmine's head. It was never in our heads to do that. But mm-hmm. going forward, I think a lot of people should kind of like take that into consideration because you know, you meet somebody, you meet you meet a stranger, y'all y'all you know get together and have a beautiful situation. You don't know their family history. They don't know your family history. Uh-huh. That plays a factor in bringing up a, a child in this world. You know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of different things that you know, if people don't want to do it, it's fine, but I just think it would be helpful to kind of prepare uh-huh. people better for certain things that may come up. And you you, you, you make a very
2: valid point uh, because you know, they always talk about you know like your medical history. You know, um, knowing whether somebody's has cancer or yeah. Alzheimer's or you know things like that. But you know, the crazy thing is, especially a lot of it in our community too. I think we've got a, a little bit better, but it's like we have this thing where it's like every whatever happens in this house stays in this house, and then right. that, and then that and then that's it, right? right? And like you'd be surprised of how many people don't know their lineage as far as like the health, like. And just, it's, like, a big secret. Like, yep. you didn't know that your grandfather had this or your grandmother had that right. or your gra- grand- grandfather had this. Nobody wants to say anything about it, right. right? You know, unless you've seen, like, the most you might know is, like, oh, like, well, I know my mom had this because you've seen it, you know? Right. right? But, like, everybody else, it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I have no clue. Right. Um, right. right? And that's problematic as, as the generations go further and yeah,
1: further. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, nice.
2: So... Now that you actually, you know, mentioned, it, I think it is a good idea, you know, to kind of even have these, you know, as far as these, uh, you know, autism tests
1: and things like that. that that's actually a, a very good idea. You yeah, know? I believe um, so. I think, like, sure you know, if you're, if you're with your significant other and you guys are planning a family, I think that would be something to just do together. Just to find out, you know, what's particularly in your DNA strand for you to be able to look out for. And I'm not saying that it's going to stop you from having a kid. It may stop some people, it may not. But at least you know that there might be something on the horizon or it might not be. It's always yeah, better for be. me. The way I go about life, I just like to be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I, think, mm-hmm. I think all the things that I did prior to him being born, they kind of put me in a mindset of like, no matter what it is, I'm good with it. No mm. matter what it is, I'm going to fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm never gonna like look at woe's me and why is this happening to me? And you know, why is this happening to him? It's not about that. It's about mm-hmm. getting up, it's about fighting because I've been fighting my whole life. My mom, she's been fighting her whole life. She's been fighting this mm-hmm. this bout with with her with her illness. To this day, she's still fighting it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's not about Feeling sorry for yourself, man. And -hmm. we got to stop that. We got to stop feeling sorry for ourselves, no matter what it is. No matter what diagnosis we get, no matter what situation comes about. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Get to work. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Get to work. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to change your perspective or change your situation. Get to work. Don't worry about about what's going to happen. Just focus on getting to work. Getting to work
2: and also dealing with your emotions, nice. um, you know, because getting to work is, is is half the battle, and a lot of people do that right, and they're crumbling on the inside. You got to do both. You got to nice. do the work on both ends, nice. as far as attacking the things that are, you know, that's plaguing you, your situation, whatever the case is. Get into work to try to get that fixed, right. right? But then also making sure that your mental and emotional health is intact too. Right. And doing the work on that end. And a lot of us just try to just get to work. We, we always yeah. think get to work as just getting to work and just, all right, let's just forget the problems. Like, forget the, forget it's, it, do, it doesn't exist, right? But it's like, now we got to, now it says there, deal with our emotions about it. Because people are emotional, you know what I mean? Some people are more emotional than others. Some people can actually, you know, can probably just say, Hey, you know what? I can just boom, boom, get right. to work and then just get to it. Some people can't do that. Right. And if, and if you're not one of those people, then you can still get to work on this side, but then take care of your mental health and your emotional health 100%. on this thing, get you a therapist and get to work.
1: Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and,
2: and attack it from both ends, you know what I'm saying? and, and, because everything comes full circle. Like you think sometimes that you can sweep your emotions under the rug, and it's not. It's still, it's still in the back still of doing. your mind. Yep. And yep. it's still affecting your physical health too. A lot of people don't understand that when it comes to like, like your mental health, and the and what you feel and your emotions. That affects everything. That affects your gut health. Like that affects your heart. That affects a lot of stuff, and it manifests. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's why there's heart attacks. There's brain aneurysms there's a lot of stuff that affects that comes directly from you not dealing with your mental and emotional health.
1: Right. Right.
2: You know? And, and so as a community, we've got to get to work. We've got to get to work on our mental and emotional health. And then we got to get to work on, on attacking our problems and not letting it, and not letting it break us. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And, And you're a prime example of, of, of somebody who has done that. You've done the work. You've went. You've gotten to therapy. You've attacked certain things. Got a new pers- a new perspective on life. You got new tools to work with, and then boom, you're able to get to work. All right. Because if you pull that that first piece away, could you have gotten to work now?
1: I don't probably, know. I, I'm sure I'd have probably did it. we we'll never it, know. It would it would have, it would have been a mess. It'd have been a complete mess. You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: Right. And we always don't see that. And that's the other thing. We always don't have to work in mess, especially in our community. It's like, Oh, I can work through anything. I can right. work through the mess. I, you know, I, I'm a survivor, but it's like, listen, man, like sometimes working smarter is okay. Thanks. than working harder. Right. Like we always have this thing where we have to just work hard, hard, hard and through everything. And I'm a survivor and that's what I do. And you, and then you work and you live, in a space, right? Like, you're always living in a space of, like, you know, kind of like, man, like, I just live in survival mode 24-7, 365. And it's like, that's, there's a time and place for that, right? right? But at some point, it's like, all right, I did the survivor thing. Now I want to be prepared, right? I want to be prepared for the things yep. that come my way so right. I don't have to operate in a place of survival mode 24-7.
1: Exactly. Because right? that's not, it's not healthy, bro. That's chaotic, yeah.
2: Right. And then now you, then you'll reach a point to where you don't know how to operate in peace. Right. That. And then that'll be foreign to you. Thanks. Right. So, so, so I love what you said, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you do the work, but you did it on both ends. And I salute you for that, bro. And you're a hell of a father. Um, You're a hell of a father. You're a hell of a man. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can teach, you know what I'm saying? Like, gener- like, <laughs> The future generations of young men, especially, and and girls too, of course. We're not going to forget about the the ladies, but the men, you know what I'm saying? Like, men have to get this piece. Boys have to get this piece. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, growing up, it was like, what is that, mental health? Like, whatever, like, crazy, right? No, like, and that's the other thing. People did, thought mental health, thought crazy. Right. Just like how, right? So, and it's like, nah, like, we need to honor our mental health as we do our physical health. Right. Right, a, a lot of men want to be in the gym twenty four seven, and that's a cool place for that, right? But, yo, but they're crumbling on the inside. They're going through so much stuff uh, internally, and they don't know how to operate in the real world. Exactly. They, they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to emotions. They look amazing. They look amazing <laughs> now, right? But they don't. But they don't know how to deal for real. Like with the stresses of, of life, they power through. They power through. You can't power through can't, everything.
1: Can't power through everything, man. Can't power through everything. Like you gonna, gonna you gonna you gonna hit. You gonna get through thirteen walls and and get to that last one, and you you gonna just break your shoulder because you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. You need help. You need to understand what's going on around you. You need to refocus. Like a lot of people don't understand that, man. Like you know, I always tell people all the time now, like. You know, white people have been doing this for a long time, man. Like, you know, people be like, "Oh my God, how's this person so successful?" And think they, they have a therapist like it's so like, speed like, like they exactly like they go into the store like it's just it's just normal for them. That's a normal situation. That now has mm-hmm. to, it has to spill over into our community. Having a therapist is okay. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It doesn't even mean that. It doesn't even mean that you're going through something. Sometimes you just mm-hmm. need a therapist to kind of give you a different perspective and kind of put things in order for you because sometimes your thoughts might be a little jumbled. Things might be a little chaotic. So you kind of mm-hmm. need some structure and some, some organization. That's what right. that's what it's there for. It's not just for that one thing or that other thing. Like It's mm-hmm. multifaceted, and a lot of people have to understand that as well. Right, and it, and some people have a thing like,
2: oh, if I go to a therapist, they're automatically gonna, gonna it's gonna put me on medication, and right. it's like that's farthest thing from the truth. Now here's the thing: you might need something, and you don't even know it. Like you might, you might need some antidepressants or whatever the case is. Like, and that's fine because you might need it, right? right? Some people need that, and they don't even know it, and they're just walking around, right? And they might need that, but not, but that's not every case. But right, like the therapist is not just walking around; he just hands out. <laughs> like, like it's
1: drugs. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like,
2: you know, like that's not the way it goes. Yeah. And so these are the stigmas that surround therapy, and then men, you know, they have a. We already. A lot of us have a hard time already opening up to somebody. To you're boat, up, right? You, you're right? You're talking, you, know what I'm saying?
1: You talk to your friends about your about your your feelings and your situation. Much less somebody who's a neutral party, a therapist that you don't really know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. for men. It's it's almost virtually impossible for us to really like express how we feel. You know what I'm saying? For me to even tell you, yo, Terrence, you my homie, I love you, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that that's, yeah. that's that's hard for certain guys to say. You know yeah. what I mean? Just to mm-hmm. just to say that, just to you know tell you tell your 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 friend or your 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 family member that you love them, that you know you you hope to see them well and all that stuff. Like it's not mm-hmm. easy for a lot of people. And therapy would make them understand or give them the tools to be able to express themselves in a positive way. That's not, right. that's not considered soft. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's nothing mm-hmm. to be soft. It's about being a human. It's about showing emotion. It's about, you know, telling people how much you care about them. Like, obviously, like, you know, I'm, I'm still a very macho guy, if you want to say that. Like, there's right, some right. things that mm-hmm. I I don't say, but I feel it. But there's times mm-hmm. where, you know, you gotta let people know. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta, you, got to. you gotta give somebody a hug. You gotta, you gotta make sure that they, that they know that you that that you you
2: appreciate them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And also therapy sometimes. You know what it does? It rips the mask off of nah. what you've been fronting on right. all these years, and right. it gives you a mirror. Right. It gives you. It, it puts the mirror up to your face right. and says. This is you. Right. And and this isn't good. This right. is ugly. And you need to get sick of your own stuff. Right. Like you need to get sick of you if you want to change as a man too. Right. That's also what therapy does too. Like it it, gets, it, it gives you the stuff. You know what I'm saying? It just says, "Hey, look, this is you, bro." Right. Like, do you like what you see also?
1: Right.
2: <laughs> Cuz you walk around here thinking that you want a million Right, and you're not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, 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 just because you might be handsome or or or, or you built, you go to a gym or whatever it is that you got going on, or you could be have a lot of money, successful, cool. All that's great, but this is the real you, bro. Facts. Do you Blacks. like what you see? Do you want to make a change? Right. Right. And I think you know that's also the great thing about therapy too. But you got to be wanting, like you got to be willing
1: to do that. Right, like you gotta be like, like you have to want to do that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be willing to take that step, man. And and that's another thing too is like, you know, if you got somebody in your life that you you feel that needs that, you know, mm-hmm. they have to want to go. You can't force them to go. Of course, no. because if you force somebody to do something, they're not gonna retain that information the way nope. they're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? They'll go in there because oh, okay, somebody told me to go here. But that's not the healthy way to do it, man. So like, you know, if anybody out there that needs it and you know they need it, give them that give them their space for them to uh-huh. come around to that 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 notion themselves. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, and and while they're coming around, I add to that, give them a safe space to come to you. Right. Right. Um you know, and no, like you may not be a therapist or a, a psychologist, but sometimes people need somebody to just listen to them. Yeah. Right. Yep. And just say, hey, I'm here for you. You know, i got you. Whenever you're whenever you want to talk about certain things, I'm here because right. that conversation that they may come to you about could be the gateway to them go- going to therapy. Exactly. Exactly. And if. And if you cut that off, if if you cut that bridge off, you close that bridge. They they may never be able to get to that place. And us as brothers, as men, we've really got to be able to start. You know, it's good that we can have barbershop talk. We could talk sports. We we could talk about the girls we see in the club. We could talk about all of this stuff. You know, or whatever it is that we want to talk about. Raising Cain and all this stuff. Right? Cool. Right? But when it comes to real life
1: stuff, guys don't have real. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, we got to start having these real conversations with with each other and saying, hey, listen, I'm not afraid of this conversation. You can come to me as as a brother. I may not have all the answers, but I'm here to listen. Right. Because you may need to vent off because a a lot of men have pent up just stress Mm -hmm. that they need to let off, right? And sometimes the gym or whatever the case is may not just cut it. Some people don't don't even go to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just a thing of, yo, bro, I'm here for you. Not just for the cool and fun things in life, not just for the party, not just for the bottles, you know, not you know not just for the, the cool times that we get together and drink and eat for and the things, Yeah. But for all times, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something very important that for us as men, we really gotta start doing a better job of, you know what I'm saying, is giving our other boys, our other friends. You know what I'm saying? Safe spaces, because we always give it to our homegirls. It's like, yo, you come talk to me about anything. It's cool, right? Yeah, no doubt. Come talk to me, yeah. And and, and and it's dope and it's cool. And you should do that. But you should also be giving those same safe spaces to to your guy friends too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because they need it. And you don't even know. You know how many times people say, "Man, I ain't even know he was going through that, yo." Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like I ain't even know. And it's like, would you rather be saying that, looking down at somebody in a box? Oh, would you rather give somebody that safe space to say, "Yo, you know what? Yo, come see me, man. Like, if you' my brother, then then you' my brother for real. And that and that means I can come to you about any about everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, mostly everything, right? And just say, "Yo, I'm here for you, bro. Anything. You know what I mean? I think that's super um important because I've seen it a lot. You know what I'm saying? People, somebody, some happens to somebody that's sick or suicide, and this, it's just like, oh man, like I didn't even know. And it's like, yo, but you said that was your brother." Did you even pick up the phone to call? You right. haven't heard from him in a couple weeks. Did you, pick, did you pick up the phone to call, or was you just too busy? Right. You can not send a text? You can not send a text? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that, you know, and people are busy. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying? But it takes nothing, you know what I'm saying, to send a text to say, hey, bro, love you. If you need anything, bro, just let me know saying. That takes 10 seconds.
1: Yeah. And, and what's, right? crazy about that, what's crazy about that is that since I've been going through therapy myself, I've been that for a lot of my friends and even people that I just meet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm always willing to just listen. Mm. And you know, I remember certain things and I you know, I tap in and, and, and check in with certain people, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I would hope that somebody would do it for me. You know what I'm saying? And e- and even if they don't do it for me, I'm not doing it for for that reason in regards to I I'm going to do it for you. Make sure you get me on the kickback. And it's about, it's about mm-hmm. caring for people about trying to be there is in whatever capacity they need you to be in. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's another thing that I've, I've, I've learned over, over these like couple years, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just definitely, you know, just try to be there for people, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't take, like you said, it doesn't take much it takes a, you know, checking, Hey, just checking in on you, man. How's everything going? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, let them let them open up to you, and if they want to talk to yeah. you about something, then that's cool. You know what I'm saying? You don't and have leave, to always right? You don't always have to check and hey, man, is anything going on? Yeah. You just be like, hey, you know, I'm just checking you on to, you. Know what I mean, and then mm-hmm. you know, they feel comfortable to be able to to, to 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 break that 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 wall down and and let you in. Then cool. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's what mm-hmm. it is, man. You know? But but yeah. we just we just gotta do that more. We just gotta do that more
2: hmm Uh Jen said, don't do it for the recognition. Uh do it because you actually care. Exactly. That's a fact though. Uh Crown Crown negatory. I, I oh, oh I'm sorry, crown energy. I can't read that. Sorry. It says it takes a lot of bravery for a man to express uh his emotion and not be afraid of what people might say. Um and that's true, but at the same time, um if it's if you're my guy, right? Like, if you're my brother, like, if you, if, if me and you is down, like, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it don't even matter. I know that you got me. Right. No matter what I tell you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it definitely doesn't mean, you know, to go and tell and go off and tell everybody your business. That's never what we saying. Exactly. But we, but what we're saying is that, like, if you got people that you say is your brotherhood. Right. Like, you know, it's the brotherhood. It's my guy. Right. That I'm saying, that was the people you know what I'm saying, that that you should be able to, to trust. Because if you can't trust them with certain things, that means that you don't really have a brotherhood. That means you have a surfacehood. Right. That means it's all surface. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that means you guys can just go out, go to the party, have a good time, drinks. And there are people for that, and that's cool. Exactly. It's nothing wrong with that. Right. But, if we, but, but if these are like your people, then, you, then if there's an open door there, then... Even if you got to ease into it, then it's something that you should I- I- at least try. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, because for me, if you my if you're my guy, if I say, yo, BJ, bro, like, yo, no no matter what, I don't want to see you laying in the box and me wondering, like, yo, damn man, like, did I check in? Right. Did I even give him, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want those questions in, in, in my head. And, and I'm staring down, like, yo, man, like, could I have done more?
1: Right, right.
2: Right, and a lot of people do that, you know, and it's unfortunate, and honestly, I don't want to live that, like for, like, for, like, for, like, the rest of my life, like, I don't want to live that, like, you know how much counseling you're going to have to do to, to yeah. even
1: get through that type of Cause stuff, cause, cause and most won't, people won't get it. Because you, you already know, man, living a life of regret is the worst type of life to live, bro, you know what I'm saying, and if you regretting stuff, it's a wrap, it's a wrap. Yes, yeah,
2: it's a complete wrap, so, so tra- you know, so transitioning, um, so the all even podcast. So how did you start that? You know what I'm saying? Like how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? I want to know more about that, man.
1: Well, that that happened. So I finally got to school. I finally got to the school after eight years, and um, okay, I went to the school. It's a very short school, uh, in regards to a short program. So it was the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. They have campuses. All over the United States, uh, they had one in Westbury. In Westbury, so I went to the Westbury campus. So, um, got there, you know, learn learn the tricks of the trade, learn the skills because that particular school you get trained by industry professionals. So I got, I learned TV from the dude that does, um, I think it's the sports, whatever the sports is for Fox. He runs that. Well, um, awesome. You know, I, I we, we, we learn radio from uh, my boy that that my, my guy that works for um. My goodness, Light FM. His name is Jack Cradoville. You go to Light FM right now, you hear Jack Cradoville. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying he's on the air right now. So, um, shouts to Jack Cradoville. Um, taught me a lot. Taught me a lot. Uh, you know, my my director taught me a lot. Um. So I graduated in October of twenty nineteen. So I got all these skills. I know how to edit. I know how to I know how to edit audio. I know how to edit video. I know how to I know how to run a news program. Like my 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 final my final exam was I had to put on a news program. Literally. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like one hour news program that you see on TV. With yeah all the, with all the different stories and the B roll and all this I had to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Dope. So I learned all of these skills and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. So October 19, I graduate, the new year comes, and what happens? COVID hits, right? So school everybody's closed down, school closed down, and all that stuff, and the school never came back. So all the resources that I that I had lined up in regards to uh, like when you're at when you're a, a Connecticut uh a Connecticut School of Broadcasting alumni you can be able to use their studios for free. Mm. So you can be able to record your podcast. You can do a TV program. You can, all of the equipment is there for free at wow. any particular location. you be in Jersey. You go to that one, you go to Florida, like wherever it is a campus, you can be able to go there. Well, my campus closed down. Not saying that they don't have other ones across the, the, the United States, uh-huh. but they not know near me. So I'm like, I went to this school for nothing. Huh. Like, everything's gone. My Another resources agent. are gone. Everything wow. is gone, and I'm like, nah, it ain't gonna go down like that. I can't, I can't take a loss. So, I was talking to my man Basco. Shout out to Bass Michaels. Shout yeah. out to Basco. Yes, sir. Talking to him on the phone, I was like, yo, man, I definitely want to start this podcast. Um, I need you to help me with some names. Cause he's always very good with that. Oh, like, he's always
2: he's always been good with that.
1: Always very creative, man. <laughs> and, like from the day that I met this dude, like so um, so he got me some names. So it kind of tabled it for a little bit, right? I think like probably a month and a half later, I came back to him. I was like, "Yo, you remember that 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 book that you had the names for the podcast?" He's like, he, "I was like, yo, can you find that for me?" So he found it. I was like, can you go over the names that that you picked like at, in regards to like the finalists? So he's like, all right, yeah, I got let it fly. I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that one. He was like, uh, I think it was Remember the Game or Back Back to the Game or something like that. I was like, nah, I don't like that one. And he was like, Oh, you got the All Even Podcast. And I was like, then he went to another one. I said, "Wait, wait, no, no, no. Go back. Go back. He's like, which one? Back to the game, like, no, 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 All even podcast. So he was mm-hmm. like, All even podcast. I'll say yeah, that has a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. He's like, Yeah, I like that one. So right, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. do It didn't really have a meaning. Feels, feels just all even. Like, it's, you know, you call whatever you see, it's all even, right? Mm-hmm. So that was in, that had to be maybe early July. July thirteenth mm. is when I recorded my first podcast. Wow, July
2: thirteenth, twenty twenty. close.
1: Yeah, that's funny. We're, yeah, we're actually close in dates of yeah, our dude. of what, when we started out.
2: When's, when's your date, dude? I don't know. I think it was like June,
1: June fifteenth. I don't. know. It, it was somewhere oh, okay. in June. So kind of, I'm like a month behind you. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, July thirteenth was the first podcast. It's terrible. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> I was I was re- like, cause my boy, shouts to Mike Guido, he went to school with me as well. You know, he graduated mm-hmm. before me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he used to mm-hmm. always be at the school. So mm-hmm. he was a he's a great writer. So he can be able to literally write his show out, mm. but it won't ever sound like he's reading it, right? So you're listening like, yo, that's just coming off the top, but he actually preps his entire show, which is great. Like. There's a lot of people that do that, so I was like, "All right, let me try that." So I wrote out my entire show, wrote out everything, got my stuff ready to go, hit record, and I'm just like, uh uh, "Uh, uh." So I literally sound like a robot going through my my read because it's just not natural to me to do that. So hearing it back, I'm like, "Yeah," hey, I'm sending it to people, and everybody's like, "Oh, yo, you know, congrats on starting your podcast, whatever." But shouts to my man Bishop, always keeps of the hundred with me. He said, "I like it, cause I know that you know your stuff." He said, "He said, but this gotta get better. So it's the first episode. I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm looking for improvement every time you do it. Mm. So the next time I recorded, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna write it. I'm gonna give myself some bullet points. Yep, I'm just gonna go." That's how I do it, bro. I remember when I released it and I sent it out and everybody was like, you know, you didn't write this one or this is different. I said, yeah, he's like, oh, nah, this is you. This is definitely you. So it just started to grow from there. And, you know, it was it was really a, a just a great process, man. Like just understanding, like, you know, getting your voice, getting your flow, understanding, you know, cadences and how to mm-hmm. get through your topics and all that stuff. Like, it was just a process of growth. And and then I just started to build more. Like, I was like, all right, yeah. you know, I got the podcast, the audio. Now let me go ahead and segue into – let me do a live every week. And then, That's so funny. We both did it, well, but we did the opposite way. Yeah. I
2: did a video first, and, and then, then you uh, a, a few
1: months later – I went back and I did right. the audios and stuff right. like that. Right. So did that and then branched off and started to do interview uh, uh, an interview show where I'm interviewing like media personalities and ex athletes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. One of my first mm-hmm. my first interview for that show, all even live exclusive, um, was Martin Gramatica, ex kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Mm. and then I had Josh Powell ex-Laker mm-hmm. J- and it just keeps going on and I'm just like I was like yo you're doing this by yourself mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying Like, no- nobody's giving you handouts like you're literally doing this by yourself like you would have told me three years ago bro that I'd be talking mm-hmm. to this person if you- I'd be talking to to Ryan Field that's on ABC New York that does the mm-hmm. sports, I'd be like, you're crazy. Mm. But, you know, you just you just get into your flow, man. It's all about confidence. It's all about, you know, being like trusting yourself and saying, yep. why not me? Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the knee-jerk reaction that we always have, our friends do it, our family does it, we may do it to somebody else, is that when you do something, when you do something good or you do something that's like out of the ordinary, the first initial reaction is what? They will say to you, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. It's not sometimes you can take it as a negative because it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a knee jerk reaction of like, I can't believe you did this. Like how? Explain to right. me what the process mm-hmm. is. And I would always tell, I would always say the same thing. Hard work. (laughs) How did you do it? Hard work. Mm -hmm. Like building, building a brand from the ground up. It ain't easy, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I get, I got people that let me know. I got people that leave me on red. I got people that, you know, say, oh yeah, I'm going to get back to you. And they never do, but I don't let that get, get, you know, get me down. I just move on to the next one. That was the process. You know, it's mm-hmm. about growing. It's about learning. It's about gaining your confidence and saying, why not me? Why can't I do this? And that, that's the message that I would tell anybody. Well, I don't care what the hell you want to do. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't do mm-hmm. it. Like, say mm-hmm. to yourself, why not you? Yep. The, most some, the, the worst somebody can be able to tell you is no. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's nice. Nice. It's like, nice. what, what else can they say to you? Oh, you're not I'm a big good. Okay. Thank you. I, mm-hmm. I'm not good. I'll get better. Thank you. I take constructive criticism, but you're yep. not gonna stop me. You yep. know what I'm saying? It's all about grinding and believing yourself, and that's 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 basically what, what 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 I've what I've learned, man. Like you know, I don't I don't have the the biggest Instagram following. You know what I'm saying? I don't have I don't have the biggest YouTube following. I don't have the the greatest number of audio streams. But at the end of the day. I'm doing it by myself. I'm, I'm building this by myself, so I can mm-hmm. be able to look like Saturday coming up. Terrence is my hundredth episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. one Congratulations! Thank That's you a team, bro. One hundred, and it's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great episode. It's gonna be a great day. It's gonna be celebration. It's gonna be happiness because of what I accomplished in a little over a year. Mm-hmm. You could. 2 years ago you you couldn't have told me this bro. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. Couldn't have told me this. So it's mm-hmm. like you know you, you, you put your head down, you get to work, man, and you believe in yourself and you you really like trust in your abilities. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like trust that you're good even if you're even if you're not there yet. Take constructive criticism. It's great. Mm-hmm. I I love when people tell me that I suck. I mean they they've never said it. But <laughs> if, somebody were, if somebody were to tell me I wouldn't yeah. get offensive I wouldn't get like oh I, I would just be like thank you I, I will get better I will make sure that I try to you know get better in these fields because we're always learning T like you, mm-hmm. you'll never be a pro and you'll never be a hundred percent in anything you do you're always going to be learning you're always going to be able to change and adapt your craft learn new mm-hmm. things learn new skills Yep. you never stop learning so for anybody yep. to rest on their laurels and get and get comfortable i'm not I'm not with getting comfortable bro. I don't like comfortable I don't like comfortable if I feel like the podcast is getting too easy for me mm-hmm. I start thinking about something else that's hard what's next yeah what's the next challenge for me you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I need to do something to challenge myself because I don't want to get to a point where you hear me on my podcast and i I, I sound lazy because yes. I'm comfortable. It's not right. about that for me it's about continuing to be excited about what I do continuing to push the envelope, continuing to defy the odds you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. being the person that i don't i don't have no no backing I don't have any any, exactly. any sponsors I don't have none of that stuff i i am just out there trying to grind from from ground zero you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and yeah, man. Know, I got my little community of homies, of podcasters that you know we 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 band together. And we we support each other, man. Shouts the fan podcast, he's in there. John, John, I don't know who else is in there, but there's a lot of people that no matter what I'm doing, no matter what they're doing, I'm we're always supporting each other. And that's the way to do it, man. It's about it's about building that that community, whether it be black, whether it be white. You, y'all all can be able to build together to get to where y'all gotta be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's about it's about trusting and and, and and growing your brand, bro. Just being just being mm-hmm. confident in yourself. You doing the same thing, like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, you got your podcast going, you got your lives great. You know, you got the clothing line. Everything you're doing, you're yeah. starting from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody's mm-hmm. giving you a handout, bro. It's about you taking your opportunity and you just running with it. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so that, right. that's how. That's how I go ahead and, and and really approach approach my podcast, approach my business. Like, bro, I be tired. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, all the things that I have to do in a day, I take care of my son. You know, shout, shout, shout out to his, mo- uh, 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 his mother. Like, she she works hard as well. She's a great mom. Um, you know, we work hard. We're tired. But Tuesdays and Saturdays and Thursdays and Sundays come up where I got to put stuff out and I got to edit. I'm doing it. Yep. Like, there's no excuses. <laughs> People don't understand. People think like we pop on this live. No, that's not
2: easy, bro. <laughs> that's it's it. And
1: that's it. And it's like, yo, there's so much that goes into it. after there's the So fight. much that goes into it, bro. Like, you see, you see what you see behind you. Like, I literally built my own studio. I yeah. Have, mm-hmm. I have three computers in front of me right now. I have a. I have a a a, a studio light. I bought studio lights for the for the ceiling. There's so many different things that I learned for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like the process mm-hmm. has just been and, and that that's the that's what I take away from this, bro. It's just like all the mm-hmm. stuff that I've learned, all the stuff that I appreciate, all the all the things that I don't take for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like it like hard work where I do not take that shit for granted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I work my ass off and I'm not scared to tell people that. Because hard work is what's going to get you to the next level. Wherever you got to go, yeah, they always tell you, oh, you know, don't work hard, work smart. Yeah, that's cool. You also got to work hard, too. You also got to work hard, yeah. You always Mm got to work hard, too. Like, when you get to a certain level, yes, there's different ways of getting to what you got to do. But
0: of course, they they never
1: tell you that you got to go ahead and bust ass and get Mm -hmm. to the point where you can be able to work smart. Right, right. You, know like, you, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, yeah. you gotta trek through the mud before you can be able to to stand on top of that that track. Or whatever you gotta go and and, and do what you gotta do. But you gotta, you gotta put in the work first. You know yeah, I'm man. Saying? It's so
2: funny because like the same like working when I was let's say 16 from like sixteen years old, right? Even until now, like I work differently. Not like as, as far as the corporate world, like right. my corporate job. I work differently. Like, I, I've, I've worked sometimes 65-hour work weeks and all of this stuff, right? Now, I, like, I've gotten to a point now where I'm, I'm just like, all right, look. Like, you only have me to a certain point. Right. Right? I'm working smarter now. Like, I did that <laughs> when I was, like, 17, 18, 20, 18, 21. Like, y'all not going to kill me. Right. <laughs> if I'm going to kill myself, it's going to be for my stuff. Exactly. It's going to be for me. Right, it's gonna be for the things that I really want to do, and for the things that I want to accomplish. Y'all got me for the forty right now, you know what I'm saying? Maybe thirty nine point five, you know what (laughs) I'm saying? But y'all got me for that time, beautiful. And but for the but from from five on, that's for me.
1: That's my time,
2: right? That's like like that's my time, and that's what I'm gonna do. Because if I'm working till eight o'clock from 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 eight to eight for you, I get home it's ten o'clock. I'm tired. Right, I mean, I, You know what I mean? You can, you can move home in time. I don't got no time for me. Right. You know you know what I'm saying? And and uh, us as people, we're like, we, we got to have time for us, yep. for our stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful, it's it's a great time to work hard and work. That's, I'm not saying that, but there's got to be a time where, whether it be you wanting to, to, to get in shape, I don't care if you just want to go to the gym after work, right? And right. have time to, to do so, to get your health Right. Right. That's the time that you need for you. Right. Whether it's working on a business, that's time for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, just just, just working. You know what I'm saying? Like for, for whatever working for you means, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure that you do that. Just make sure that um, that you accomplish that for yourself. You know what I'm saying? The nine to fives are great um, that and it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But just don't let them you know what I'm saying, start taking your life away to where you don't have time to work on the things that you need to do for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because, especially for your health. And I say that because a lot of people, sometimes, like, like you can pass away tomorrow and guess what's going to happen? Your job is going to fill the job relatively soon. Yeah. Because that's just the way it, it runs, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's just do stuff for you and make time for yourself and make time for your mental health. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people don't, so I just want to encourage that. Um, my, my my final question to you, because this this has been amazing, and we may want to do a part two. Um, <laughs> um, how has sports impacted your
1: life? Oh man, that's the that's the million dollar question right there, T. Um, yes, sir. Sports, sports to me is everything, bro. Like uh, you know. From the time that I can remember, that's all it's been. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up a Lakers fan because my mom was a Lakers fan. You know, mm-hmm. she she always rooted for the Lakers because they had all the brothers. Like she didn't want to root for the Celtics. Like, you know they had they had Bird and McHale, and she 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 used to always look at Robert Parish and all the other dudes. Like yeah, they they Uncle the Tom's. They they all, they on that side. Like you know what I mean? Like we, come on. I, I, I ain't dealing with them. I ain't dealing with them. So from the time that I can remember, I've always shout out to moms. Right, shout out to moms. You know what I mean? Shout like out to I've always been a Laker fan, and I grew up a Magic Johnson fan, and understanding the game, and you know, I've never been. Great in school, like I, you know. Once I got like older, I was mm-hmm. just, I just I just couldn't concentrate on it. Especially math, mm-hmm. like you know, what I mean, like math, I was never good at uh, English, uh, English and and science and social studies. Mm-hmm. Man, those were my those were my things. But math, I couldn't retain anything in regards to math. But I can tell That's you, my struggle too. I, I can tell you, Darrell Strawberry's bat narrative in '86 for the Mets. So, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's it's just sports always made sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. when other things didn't make sense, when I couldn't be able to do certain things and I was limited in regards to, you know, my my math or whatever learning, whatever other learning issues I had, sports always made sense. And then when Mm -hmm. I played it, it made even more sense to me. And then I Mm -hmm. understood the fundamentals of certain things and... Understanding that sports is such a unifier team. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. a team. Somebody in another country who can't speak English and we don't understand each other, we can be able to share a moment because we root for the same team. And we can be able to share a high five and a hug or whatever it is, just that's that ten seconds of celebration. It's the great unifier. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it because it it just brings everybody together for a common common purpose, a common goal. You know what I'm saying? Like kids, it's so important for kids to play sports early on. It's not about putting your kid in sports because you want them to be the next King Griffey, you want them to be the next LeBron or Jordan. It's mm-hmm. about teaching them fundamentals. It's about putting a kid in a situation that he's uncomfortable in to make him grow. Certain, mm-hmm. certain kids who are socially awkward sports are good for them why because they're able to open up they're able to meet people and meet friends and have experiences those things are important for their development it's important for them to understand structure and discipline as they go along in life if they want to continue to play cool but at least they have that foundation and understand what it's like to be a part of a team because being a part of a team going you know, growing up and getting older, that's yep. what it's about. It's about learning mm-hmm. how to be a good teammate. That's what yep. being a friend is. It's being a good teammate. That's what mm-hmm. being a good son is or a good father. It's about being a good teammate. What's good for the team is good for everybody. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So you learn mm-hmm. that playing sports. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why it's always something that's just a backbone of who I am, like, I am the ultimate team player. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm always sure. team first. If it, if I gotta sacrifice my stats or whatever it is for somebody else, I'm going to do that because of the it's just the betterment of the greater good. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why mm-hmm. that's why sports is just it's a huge part of my life, man. And it, it will continue to be a huge part of my life. You know what I mean? Dope. Dope. Um Oh, Nierin, shout, shout out to Nier.
2: I should say you congrats know, on both Nierin. of your <laughs> su- successes. Thank you for sharing your story. Shout out to my, to my boy Vance in the building. He has a show um called Fo- Football is Back. I know he does, He has a sports show called Fo- Fo- Football is Back, too. It's a good show. Maybe y'all can uh, connect. Um, listen, bro, um, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for doing this, bro. Um, as always, it was a great conversation. Enjoyed hearing a lot more about your story. Um, a lot of things, you know, I, I definitely didn't know. Um, but the one thing I definitely do know, man, you're a stand-up guy. Um, you're an incredible father, my brother. Like I said before, man, um, we need more like you. We need more brothers in the world like you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, any way that I I, I could support you personally, I definitely will. Um, and we're going to do this again, definitely. Um, but just wanted to say, man, just salute to, to you um, and just tell the people, you know what I mean, one more time. Where they could find you and where they could find
0: find the All Even Podcast.
1: Yeah, you know I definitely appreciate that, man. I really appreciate all the all the kind words, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that means a lot. You know what I'm saying? You know you. Right, I don't right. do it for the praise, but it's always good to hear it sometimes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah, but uh, you can definitely find me on Instagram, All Even Podcast, uh, on Twitter at All Even Podcast, Facebook Barry Grant Jr. Uh, I'm on YouTube. Type in "All Even Podcast." See all my nonsense that's on my YouTube. Um, you can catch my show "All Even Live" every Wednesday. Uh, I drop normally drop my my um, my guest interviews on Thursdays on YouTube. I always put snippets out. Um, throwing chairs. That's my co- uh, comedy show with my friend Buzz, where we blend comedy and sports and stuff together so that's that's always good Our uh, episode three yeah. dropping this sunday um so you know i got a i got a lot of stuff going on there's some other stuff in the pipeline that i'm actually working on right now as well that has to funny. involve a whole bunch of other people so i'm not going to release that yet but it's 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 coming it's coming
2: damn damn i thought i, I thought i get an exclusive all right cool <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet yeah. man. maybe maybe the next show maybe the next show all right, all right, man. Listen, man. Listen, thank you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and continue success, bro. Love.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. we we'll are yeah. Yes, sir. Peace.
2: Yo, and that's a wrap. Appreciate y'all for joining and listening in. Uh, this is uh, season two, episode 21, Conversations of the Heart. Tune in next week. Going to have something special for you guys, another special guest. All right, yo, listen, it's your boy Tito, man. Peace.